Hi everyone, hope you're all well. Welcome to Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to movies, TV, sports and gaming. I'm your host Kyle Duffy and I'm really excited to get into today's episode because I have a good bit to talk about. First off, I want to start off with the sports, the football results this week in the Premiership. I want to start with my own team, Man United, because it was Heartbreak City again this weekend. I wasn't actually able to watch the games. They weren't available up on Sky Sports for some reason. I think I was talking to my sister's boyfriend and he said they were up on BT Sports, which I don't have, which sucked. But yeah, I just caught the highlights online and fuck me. Like, this is a sign. Skullshare needs to go. The writing is on the wall now and he has to go. That's the bottom line. Skullshare out. 4-2 loss to Leicester and we shouldn't have lost that game at all. The goals were excellent in some areas like Greenwood strike to start off the game was a fucking absolute screamer but god damn it to crawl back to 2-all and then right from kickoff they score a third goal Vardy with a fucking hammer into the top corner just the defending is shit absolute muck and I have times where i think oh Maguire was a good buy Maguire was a great buy most times he's fucking shite like the the last goal there the fourth goal i don't know who scored it it was a sub that came on and harry Maguire just let him go behind him like i don't know what's wrong with this team at the moment you know we have the players i've said this before we have the players the manager needs to go because we can have the best fucking team in the premiership we're not going to win anything under skullshare if he doesn't get sacked at the end of the season it's just a sign that Man United, the chair, chair, not the chairman, but the fucking board of Man United, do not care about making us a top four team or making us a top two team in the Premiership anymore. And oh, it's just so disheartening to see. We shouldn't be winning those. We shouldn't be losing those games. I mean, at all. And the fact that we have Ronaldo, Sancho, Pogba, and Rashford in a team together, and we can't pull together a string of wins. It's so soul destroying to see because it just feels like no matter what we do, we're always going to get in our own way and we're still getting in our own way with the manager situation. We've decided to like up our up the ante with buying players like we went out for the big players this time around Sancho Ronaldo, but the quality on the pitch does not match the quality on the sideline. Skullshire needs to get out of there again. I don't know why he's still there. He managed Cardiff and a team in Norway. What qualifications does he have to be a Man United manager besides the fact that he played with us? And I saw something online there. I think it was Mark Goldridge saying any other team he would have been sacked. This string of losses would have been a sackable offence for him. For Chelsea, for Man City, for Arsenal, whoever. Any other big team, top four team, sackable offence. But because he played for Man United and there's a nostalgia factor behind it. We're expect like Mark Goldridge was saying, we're expecting to sing songs about him and support everything he does, even though it doesn't even feel like we're a top four team anymore. Like when I watch Man United play, I'm not expecting big things. I'm expecting like an entertaining game in some ways, but I'm not. I'm I'm holding my breath most of the time in terms of like, oh, are we going to pull off a win here? Because I just don't trust Skullshare to do the right thing for the team, or I'm not do the right thing, but I don't trust him to set us up in a way that is going to help us win a game. One thing I saw on the Mark Goldridge video was he was saying that the way our team is set up now with Skullshare, whenever some, whenever a team we're playing has a plan of attack and a backup plan to counter-attack us or whatever, we don't plan for that and we kind of withdraw into ourselves and we kind of give up 
and we down tools. Whereas the likes of Brentford versus Chelsea this past weekend, I think it was, ye- it was yesterday too, Chelsea put off a 1-0 victory. But there was times where Brentford had several chances to equalise and even go ahead in the game. One player for Brentford hit the po- post twice and there was a bicycle kick inside the box that Mendy saved. It was an excellent save. Look, out, look it up online if you haven't seen it yet. Mendy played a blinder in that game. But also, like Chelsea did not down tools. They kept on defending. They did, they did not lapse in concentration at all. We lapsed in concentration so much. And Gary Neville was talking about the result after the game. And he was saying, for a team of our stature, it's not good enough. It's just simply not good enough. And he's dead right. Because we have the players in that team to be winning games, to be challenging for trophies. But we don't have any workhorses in the team anymore. And Gary Neville was pointing this out. And he said, the reason... You know, you have the likes of Nicky Butt and those kind of players who got to play with the likes of Ronaldo and Rooney and all those other players because you need workhorses in the team. You need those players who just run all game and track back and pull off those saves and make those tackles in the last minute of the game. We don't have any players like that. That Vardy goal, he was just left wide open. No one was alert. The fourth goal to end the game, Maguire was in no man's land and he he was left looking at the Leicester player just knock it in it's just like it, it just seems like they're being told what to do but either they're being told what to do and it's not working or Skullshire is giving them mixed messages or they don't know what the fuck they're supposed to be doing because most times when they're on the pitch if we go down a goal I do not trust us to come back and if we do come back I don't trust us to win it in the end I'm just slowly, not even slowly, I've lost faith in this Man United team since Goldshar came in. Like from the minute I was thinking, from the minute he came in, I was thinking, this is not going to end well. He does not have the experience. He does not have the balls to lead this team because he doesn't have experience winning trophies. He doesn't have experience manning a big team like this. Get someone in who has proven track record, who is able to fucking bring these players underneath, like in command and just lead them to victories and Pull, at least pull a few fucking wins together. Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry, that was a big long rant. I'll get into the other games now. Obviously, Man City were playing against Burnley. They had a great win, 2-0. Dominant win, Bernardo Silva and uh, Kevin De Bruyne scoring the goals. Like I mentioned, Chelsea pull off a very impressive 1-0 victory against Brentford. Benjamin Mendy proving his worth in goal. Excellent performance by him. Like I said, 4-2 to Leicester against Man United. Piss poor performance, in my opinion, from Man United. Just not good enough. A great start, obviously, from the Greenwood goal. Absolute screamer. And Rashford came back from injury to score a goal, but it wasn't enough. Wolves got a late winner against Villa from a Ruben Ruben Neves free kick. It was a big deflection, but fuck it, they'll take it. They they won't mind. Um, That was a great uh, last-minute win from them. John McGinn scored an excellent goal in that game for Villa absolute screamer from outside the box but it wasn't meant to be for Villa that time Southampton got a 1-0 victory against Leeds I feel sorry for Leeds now at this stage because like last season they got off to a good start in the premiership but now I don't think they're they're falling to the back of the pack hopefully they don't get they don't get relegated because you know I um I like Marcelo Bielsa like he seems to be a good coach so Hopefully Leeds don't get relegated, but I don't think they're that near the bottom. That was the games from yesterday. Newcastle are playing today. It's a new era under new owners. Obviously, Steve Bruce, I think, is still the manager for this game. 
but I think for the foreseeable future they'll be looking for a better replacement to come in just because obviously new owners, new start, fresh start for everyone. It's exciting to see, you know, I want to talk a bit more about Newcastle and the possible signings they could make down the line. There's been a few video videos being put up on Sky Sports about possible signings that could be brought in. For instance, Raheem Sterling has said he is angling for a move away from Man City. He said he'd be open to a move away from the Premiership even. I think he had mentioned Barcelona, but Barcelona is not the team that it once was. I don't think the stature of the club, it's not as lucrative to go to Barcelona at the moment as it was in the past. Real Madrid could be a good shout, but I think, you know, Paul Merson and a few others were talking on Sky Sports saying, you know, if I'm Raheem, Pep Guardiola is not going to ditch a player unless he's absolutely done with him. And if Raheem has a chance to fight for his place in that team, he should fight because who's he going to go to? Maybe Real Madrid, maybe Barcelona. Barcelona, again, like I said, doesn't look as good an option as it did a couple of years ago because of all the troubles they're going through. I think they're kind of in a rebuild phase. Maybe Newcastle could come in for him, but would he go to Newcastle? Would he go to another premiership team or would he go to a Spanish team? You know, Would he go away from the premiership and into a European team? I also want to talk a bit about the premiership table after the results today and take a look and see how the table is shaping up so far. We have Chelsea still in first place. They're performing well so far. No signs of slipping. They seem very focused under the Tuchel era. Liverpool behind them following Man City and Everton. So that's top four so far. Man United have slipped in the sixth place after a few bad results. Arsenal have slipped out of the top ten into 13th. And to be honest, I don't know if they'll slip even further down the table. They'll be lucky to finish top 10 this season, in my opinion. In 10th place, we have Tottenham. And Brentford are holding on to their top 10 position. They slip from 7th to 8th. So, yeah, they're looking well at the moment. They're all, I think they're outperforming their expectations for this season so far. In the relegation zone, we have the new owners in Newcastle. And we have Burnley and Norwich. All those teams are on three points after seven games, so they are really in trouble and they need to kind of get a few wins under their belt to make sure that the back end of the season isn't really rough for them. Especially Newcastle United being a newly taken over club, they don't want to get relegated on the same year they get taken over. That would be kind of, not poor form, but it will be a bit of a downer, you know. So hopefully the new owners come in with new philosophies, new methods of training and getting a manager that'll give the whole team a boost and give them a bit of a G up and get them out of the relegation zone. I'm really excited to see who, and jealous to be honest, to see who Newcastle look at buying with their new lucrative takeover. I think they'll be looking at, you know, getting in a few marquee signings just to start things off right. You know, I think back when Man City got their big financial takeover they start off one of their first big signings was Vincent Company, and that set the tone for everything so that set the standard very high with the early signings and I think Newcastle need to do that too because we saw the likes of QPR get a cash inflow when they were in the premiership a couple of years ago and they invested wrong you know they I don't think it was anywhere near as much as Newcastle have got in this takeover but it's all about how you spend the money. So I think Newcastle need to go out and make a few big signings. You know, maybe look at all the clubs in the Premiership and see who could be playing in our club, who could help us challenge for trophies, who deserves to be getting, you know, around the clock play 
and time on the pitch. You know, the likes of Ivan Tony, who has proven he is good enough to play in the Premiership, a good starter and a good playmaker for the club. You know, other players, defenders, you know, like maybe Tyrone Mings from Aston Villa, John McGinn from Aston Villa as well. Great players who can contribute to a team. I don't know, I'm kind of spitballing here. Obviously, with the money they have now, they're able to attract bigger players from bigger clubs. But again, given their stature in the Premiership right now and their position in 18th place, battling relegation at the early doors, you know, three points from seven games. Like I said, they need to get players in who can help them get out of that position. And I don't know many big players who are going to see that as an attractive option. You know, maybe Raheem Sterling is super bored of Man City and goes there, but I can't see that happening. So I think the right step going forward is looking at younger players who are on the incline and looking at building their career in the Premiership. The likes of Ivan Tony. that's why I mentioned him off the bat, because he's a player who has just been promoted with Brentford, has proven he's a good enough player to contribute in a team in the Premiership. So maybe players of that stature to help get the club out of the relegation zone and keep them a premiership team at the end of the season and then next season go and look at getting the bigger players in and building the team that way. But I don't know, they might go for the big names straight away and the big names might come, you know, because the money speaks for itself sometimes as well. The likes of QPR, like I mentioned, I think it was, I don't know, I think it was Jamie Mackey who was talking about the Newcastle takeover and he said he was at the club at QPR when they got taken over and he said, like like I mentioned there, it wasn't as big of a takeover as Newcastle have experienced this past couple of weeks, but it was a takeover in a sense and a lot of players came to QPR for the money. They didn't come for the club. So they got to make sure that they go for the right players as well who matched their philosophy in Newcastle. So it's going to be a tricky and delicate situation bringing the right players in with this money, you know. And money can't fix everything. They could bring in the best players, but you got to make the team gel together and make sure that everything, everyone is simming off, uh, singing off the same hymn sheet, you know. So hopefully everything lines up for Newcastle because you don't want to see them get relegated after being taken over. But to be honest, even if they do get relegated with the money they have, they can just invest in the club and they'll be back up in the Premiership again. So it'll be exciting to see what happens. And I'm excited to see who takes over from Steve Bruce when he eventually leaves because I think that is going to be the reality. Just to end on the football, I just want to give my point of view as a Man United fan super disillusioned with the club and I'm just fed up now at this stage. I want to see the back of Skullshire. And like I said, any other top four team, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, would be looking at their manager with serious scrutiny and criticism if they put together a run like that and if the performances he's put together the past couple of weeks there would be serious criticism over him but not at Man United because they don't care as long as you know the shirts are being sold and there's um, songs being sung about Skullshire which we do which is ridiculous because he's not doing anything for our club we're not winning any trophies we're not winning any premiership anytime soon we're not good enough to be competing with a manager like that we have a team we don't have the manager so I think we need to give up this whole idea of we can't criticise Skullshire. We can't say Skullshire out because Liverpool will be saying it. Chelsea will be saying it. The results we're getting with the team we have is not good enough. And that's the way we need to look at it. We can't be looking at it like, oh, he's trying. 
oh, you know, he's a legend at the club. Yeah, he can be a legend at the club and be a shit manager. You know, the two aren't, like, they're not connected in that way that, like, we have to respect him because he's a great player. But he's not a player anymore. He's a manager. So let's judge him on that. And as a manager, he's just not good enough. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your opinions on the games this weekend. Also, like to hear your opinion on the Newcastle takeover. Who do you think they're going to sign? Who would you like to see them sign if you're a Newcastle fan? As always, there'll be a link attached to this episode up on Anchor FM so you can leave me a voice message with your opinion on everything. Are you Skullshire out? Are you Skullshire in? I'd love to know your thoughts on everything. That covers the football for this episode. I want to get into a bit of gaming now. In my previous episode, I mentioned that I was celebrating my birthday this week. For my birthday, one of my gifts, I got a voucher for GameStop. So I went in and I treated myself to a couple of games with that voucher. I got four games in particular. Far Cry 6, Detroit Becoming Human, Inquest and Ghost of Tsushima. I talked about two of these games previous. I talked about Ghost of Tsushima and wanting to play that because it was recommended to me by a friend several times actually. And Far Cry 6 as well. I'd heard a lot about that. I'd seen the trailer and it looked very good. So those are the games I decided to go with. I actually decided not to buy FIFA 22. I know I said I was on the fence for it for ages there. I was really afraid if I bought it that I would hate it. And the last straw that broke the camel's back really was I was celebrating my birthday here on the Friday and I was having a conversation with my sister's boyfriend and I said I was after opening my gifts and I got my voucher for GameStop and I said you know I'm thinking about what games to get and I was having a conversation with him and I was asked his opinion out of the blue what do you think of FIFA 22 have you played it and he goes I actually have it and it's absolute muck it's been lagging non-stop even when I'm playing offline which makes no goddamn sense you know when you play online with FIFA the connection sometimes lags and that goes with the territory but for the lag offline, he said when he was playing with his brother there the last day, he picked his team and so did his brother. But it took two, three minutes to load up the game after that. And it was lagging during the game as well. And I just thought, 80 euros is not worth it. If that's what I have to look forward to, I'm not spending the money on it. It's not worth it. So like I said, I invested in Far Cry 6, Detroit Becoming Human, Inquest, and Ghost of Tsushima. The only game that I bought yesterday i actually got them all yesterday the only game that i bought yesterday that i actually know anything about is far cry 6 that's the only game that i've seen any trailer on or any gameplay at all ghost of tsushima i've heard things from my friend but i haven't actually seen any trailer for it i don't know what the graphics are like i don't know what the story is like but i've told the story i've been told the story is excellent by people in gamestop working in there and as well as that detroit human i kind of know the story but not a lot i know the background of the story the plot but I don't know the gameplay, I don't know how good it is, so I'm looking forward to playing that. I actually bought that for me and Leanne to play it together. I asked, you know, when I went in there, is there any game? I did a scout mission ahead of time, by the way. I went in the day before my birthday, and I did a scout mission. I was saying, listen, my birthday's coming up. I know for a fact I'll be getting vouchers for here. Any games you can recommend for uh, two-player, you know, for story mode, stuff, can, stuff like that. And she recommended Detroit Becoming Human. Because she said it's more like, it's kind of like Heavy Rain. If any of you played that game before, there's a lot of like quick time events and story events. So it's kind of like watching a movie unfold, basically. So I got Detroit Becoming Human so I could play with Leanne. Because we haven't played a game together since we played It Takes Two, which is a great game. Fully recommend playing that if you haven't already. So if you're thinking of doing something different for date night this time around and you have a PS5, 
download it takes two and play it together with the girlfriend or the boyfriend or whatever it's a good time we're going to play Detroit Becoming Human and hopefully she likes it hopefully she isn't too frustrated by it or bored but yeah it's going to be good crack I'm excited to see what Ghost of Tsushima has in store for me as well as that Far Cry 6 really looking forward to that hopefully they're not letdowns but by the hype around them hopefully they're not but I suppose people said the same thing about Cyberpunk by the way I haven't mentioned this I bought Cyberpunk my brother-in-law pre-ordered it for me for my birthday last year and I got it I got it after, I got it like a month after my birthday it only cost me like 30 euro because he had paid off some of the pre-order such a letdown of a fucking game Jesus Christ I want to go a bit more into that in a future episode because there's just so much I want to unpack because I felt so left so let down by that game let me know if you bought Cyberpunk and played it let me know your opinion on it but yeah those are the games I've bought recently and I'm looking forward to playing them like I mentioned previously I'm looking at replaying games I'm currently replaying Far Cry Primal which I'm loving and Red Dead 2 so those are the two games that I'm focused on at the moment I want to kind of get halfway through those games and start playing and then start playing Far Cry 6. I hate playing multiple games at the same time because I'd rather focus in on one game, get through it and then go on to the next. That's kind of the way my brain works. But let me know what games you're playing at the moment on PS5, on PS4, Nintendo Switch even. Let me know what you're playing at the moment. I'd love to hear your opinion. You can always leave me a voice message up on this episode on Anchor FM. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Before I get into the movie and TV section, I just want to get into my week, how everything's been going on. I hope all of you are having a great week, feeling productive, happy, healthy, getting everything done you need to get done. My week has been good so far. I've actually had some good news with my work placement in CRCFM. I mention this in most of my episodes. I contribute on a talk show with Ian Crowley. He's a presenter in CRCFM. And I kind of finish up my section at the end of his show my segment is on movie and tv i pick one movie one tv show each show and i review it give my thoughts and we have a conversation on his show i was previously doing pre-recordings so i'll come in the day before or the day of his show pre-record it and i would go up pre-record it on his show but recently i decided i want to start doing live shows with him so record my segment live because like i said in my previous episode that is in my mind the next logical step to improve my skills on radio and to be honest down the line i want to be a presenter in radio and i'll have to do my shows live most of them anyway most of the segments i'll have to do live so it's something i have to get used to doing in crc i had mentioned that i had been on ross fm and i had done live segments on there and i handled it okay so i wasn't too nervous going into crc to do my segment live i was it was actually a bit more energetic and i was a bit more excited doing it live because it was in the moment you know so yeah i did my first segment live there last week i did it on james bond no time to die and mindhunter the tv series that i had talked about in my true crime episode up here but yeah it went well i kind of stuttered at the start because i think no matter how prepared you are for live radio there's always one word you trip up on and if you trip up on one word then the whole thought process gets unraveled and that happened to me for two minutes i kind of repeated the same word like four or five times but then i kind of just stopped took a breath and found my thought train of thought again so i was proud of myself for handling that kind of hiccup at the start because the old me would have been thinking about that for the rest of the week and really criticizing myself super hard about it i think my mindset has totally changed since entering radio and changing careers i want to make sure i stay on the ball but i'm not gonna 
hammer myself for mistakes I make over and over again because there's no way I'm going to grow from that and there's no point in bringing that negative energy with you for the rest of your career and the rest of your day or whatever you know there's no point in getting so bogged down on one mistake you make learn from it and move on you know that's kind of way I'm thinking now I'm liking the idea of doing live radio with Aiden so all my shows are going to be live from now on I actually asked him to up my time in the radio so instead of doing one show a week I'll be doing two so I normally went on there on the Wednesday and I would close the show with him on the Wednesday but now I'm going to be doing two days a week so I have to space them out so I have time to put in the reviews and get ready for them so I'll be doing the, I'll be doing the Tuesdays and the Thursdays from now on as well as that I have been talking to CRC about the possibility of becoming a presenter on the show and I said I was really interested in sport and I got a hold of them as they were looking for someone to fill in a sports presenter role on the show and I put my name in but yeah they're looking forward to having me on there I did say that I wanted to I had actually I had a conversation with Ian Crowley before our show there the last week because I mentioned to him that I wanted to do it and he was actually hosting it for a while there filling in but I said I want to be a contributor and a host as well but I said I wanted to learn the ropes and learn the controls of the radio show you know because you have to learn the controls of how to put the show put a show together and learn the mics and all that kind of stuff so I said if I can do a contributing role in the meantime while I'm learning the ropes of how to put a show together and learn the controls of how to make sure the mics are working and all that and once I have that down I can join the presenter role because there's a panel of presenters for that show and I'll be one of them so I'm really looking forward to that but again like I said I don't want to go in half-assed I want to make sure that I know what I'm doing and that I feel confident doing the shows because eventually like Aiden won't be there to hold my hand and he's, he's very good like in dead sound he said listen don't be nervous about it I won't leave you alone even when you're comfortable doing the show I'm going to be there to help you along the way for the first couple of shows so you don't feel overwhelmed so it's nice to know that I'm able to learn in a safe environment and I feel comfortable to have people around me who are helping me so it's great and they were actually very receptive when I said I wanted to be a presenter they were like oh well we're looking for a presenter you know it'd be great to have you and you know it's been a very welcoming environment in radio so far it's just kind of encouraged me that I've made the right decision in changing career paths and going for what I want you know there hasn't been one bad person I've come across on radio so far everyone is so down to help you and receptive to you wanting to get your foot in the door you know but yeah it's been great it's been a great experience so far so that's how things are going with me with CRC and my work experience in radio podcast is going good obviously I'm trying to get two episodes out every week and I'll be reaching my 30th episode soon I think this week my Friday episode will be the landmark 30 episodes so yeah I'm loving life at the moment to be honest I'm feeling very good mentally in a good headspace as well you know like I mentioned I think two episodes ago I was talking about finding your passion and going for it and sometimes it's very hard to do that but if you find yourself in the position that you hate what you're doing or it's not giving you pleasure it's not like making you happy you know sometimes you have at some stage you have to reevaluate what you want to do and where do you want where do you want to be in the next five years you know and some people have it figured out some some others don't you know and like some people it takes ages you know i'm i turned 28 this week 
and this I mentioned it to my I was on the phone with my mom there the last day and I mentioned this is the first birthday I've had where I actually feel so happy in everything in my life other birthdays you know like I'd be mentally okay and like my relationship would be good with my girlfriend and Leanne would be everything would be great with Leanne and the house and everything but there was always that happiness missing in my career whereas this birthday when it came around everything has been slotted into place lovely and everything has been working out great so I just want to keep that feeling going and keep that momentum so I'm making sure to stay on LinkedIn I'm making sure to keep myself on my toes and keep everything going the way I want it to go so yeah that's the crack with me this week hope all your weeks are going good hope you're feeling passionate about what you're doing and feeling like you're on the right path and feeling motivated and focused to end the show this week i want to talk a bit on movie and tv what i've been watching this week i haven't got a lot of chances to sit down and watch tv this week it's been kind of all go like i said i've been very busy with the crc stuff and getting everything lined up and planning out the podcast also leanne was in hospital this week and she had to go in for a stay nothing serious not covid or anything but it was a hiccup and she's still recovering from that so i got her back for my birthday thank god and we were able to celebrate my birthday together um it's been all go this week and stressful enough but i've been trying to keep on track so the movie and tv side of it has not been addressed but i'll get into watching more movies and tv shows when i have the chance what i haven't watched this week is chicago med up on netflix there's four seasons available focuses in on the chicago hospital the a and e department it's fairly decent like it's fairly watchable i'm through 15 episodes in the first season so yeah i'm bombing through them i've also been watching the new season of family guys season 19 it's been posted up and uploaded on disney plus i mentioned previously in other episodes that i was just kind of let down at the way family guy was declining over the years i thought it was it had become very unfunny they were focusing on the wrong things one thing i i don't know if i mentioned it in particular but one thing i hated about family guy the past while was they would focus in on a joke too long and it would kill the mood and it would, they would just run it out and it would focus on something too long and it would just be become terribly unfunny they're focusing on the wrong things for me but this season so far i'm loving it i've got my laughs back with it it seems very smart they're not making peter an asshole in every episode he seems much lighter he doesn't seem like a dickhead to his kids as much and they're focusing in on different areas of the family guy world not every episode is about peter being an asshole or a dipshit and doing things with his friends all the time they focus in on chris stewie like stewie had one episode all to himself there about the origins of his teddy bear and it was a great episode there was one episode there on meg and her love life i feel like mila kunis the past while her role in family guy was becoming smaller and smaller obviously because she's a very in-demand actor and she has other projects going on she's constantly getting new movies under her belt and she's still a big part of hollywood as an actor she gets pulled away from family guy because of it and because of that meg as a character gets very little to do in episodes it was nice to see a full episode dedicated to meg because even though like she's played by mila kunis who's very nice in real life beautiful woman but like meg as a character is so miserable and <laughs> so unfortunate in every area of her life you know her parents don't like her she is 
maybe one group of friends but they're all losers and she has no love life to speak of and if she does it's tragic like the rest of her life so i think that's awful funny that they play on that it's such a juxtaposition you know yeah i just i'm loving family guy at the moment they're focusing on the right things they seem to be back on track for me i don't know what has happened in the writing process i don't know if a fam family guy writer has left or one has been brought in you know some dynamic has been changed there but they seem to be on the right road again which i'm really happy about because i have a real nostalgia for family guy and a real soft spot in my heart for it and like i mentioned i think i focused in on one of my earlier episodes was talking about how i wanted family guy to get better because i love the show at its core and they seem to be getting better like there was one episode there where peter just came across as or like the only word is adorable and like so endearing like because in the whole episode he has something wrong with him but like it makes him that much more nicer i don't know it's hard to explain i don't want to explore i don't want to spoil the episode family guy loving it at the moment what else am i watching that's really that's what i've been binging at the moment chicago med and family guy i'm watching a lot of bob's burgers as well stuff like that but nothing brand new what I do want to watch that's up on Netflix and is new is the new season of The Circle. If anyone has watched that, let me know what you think of it. And Final Space, the final season of that, season three, has been uploaded on Netflix. It's created by Olin Rogers and it's coming to an end, which is really unfortunate. It's a great show. I just think it didn't survive studios coming in and out of it and studios picking it up and then dropping it. I just It survived the second season, but third season will be its last. Olin Rogers did a video on it on you on his youtube and he put it very eloquently if you want to check that out it's up on youtube i'm looking forward to watching that i think i'm two s episodes into season three and final space was one of those shows that i didn't watch it consecutively like i watched season one then it took ages for season two because there was so much delays for getting the seasons out i kind of forgot what happened between season one and season two and season two and season three I've remembered enough from season two that I don't have to rewatch it. But yeah, watch Fan Space if you haven't already, and if you have, let me know what you think of it. Another show I want to watch up on Netflix is season three of You. I watched, I finished watching season two in preparation for it because I saw that it was coming to Netflix season three. Let me know if you watched that show, what you think of it. You can always leave me a message up on Anchor FM. Let me know your opinion. I'd love to hear it. Today I'm actually going to go see Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage in the cinema. I booked tickets for 6 o'clock, so I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully it's a good watch. I'm actually planning on reviewing it on my Thursday show on CRC. So once I come home, I have to finish up my review and set it on to the radio station. Looking forward to seeing that. This is where I'm going to end today's episode. Again, I'd love to hear your opinions on all these different movies and TV shows. Like I said, and like I say in all my episodes, you can always leave me a voice message up on Anchor FM with your opinion. I'd love to hear it. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. You can always find my podcast, Finding Yourself, up on Anchor FM and Spotify. I also have a YouTube channel you can subscribe to, the Finding Yourself podcast, where I post up highlights from each episode and promotional content up there so you can stay updated with the podcast. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening.